Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Nugget number one. Ready? Let's read together. Imagination can grow, increase, be fed. Come on. And guided. Number two, please. Nugget number two. If you can't imagine it, you can do it. Let's say it again. If you can imagine it, you can do it. That's why the devil works overtime to get you involved in things and uh, activities that have no eternal value. That, that uh, almost makes your mind and your thought life just numb and void of anything significant. Why? Because he knows that if you can imagine it, the way God has made you, you're well able to bring it to pass. Nugget number three. Your abilities are according to your imagination. You need to see that, say that again. Your abilities are according to your imagination. Now, the last time in part one, I left you, and boy, I mean the folks were a little disturbed because I said your success really is not predicated on your education. Though education is a good thing, but there's a whole lot of folk who have accomplished what we call success who didn't even finish school. And so I want to share you some biblical truths on how to truly become successful. Let's read nugget number three again. Put it back up if you would, please. Thank you. Your abilities are according to your what? Your abilities are according to your imagination. Notice your your abilities are not according to your gifts or talents or education. It's according to your ability or your desire or understanding about the power of imagination. Let's go to Ephesians now. Ephesians chapter 3. I believe that will be a good place to start. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm waiting on somebody in Haiti to to get the right chapter and verse. Ephesians chapter 3 and Indianapolis. I'm waiting on you to get to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. I think we're all there now. Look, Look at verse 20. Now to him, him who? Talking about God. Now to him who is able to do. What is he able to do? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask. And we can ask for a lot of stuff. But we can't ask for so much stuff that God can't deliver. He's able that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now, the NIV says, then with her imagination, it it says, to be be delirious, that that takes imagination. In other words, immeasurably more, the, the NIV says, to be immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. So God is able to deliver immeasurably more than all we ask, come on, or imagine. Ephesians 3.20 in the NIV, it says he's able immeasurably 
Your translation says exceedingly. The NIV says immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. This is powerful. In other words, if you can imagine it, you can do it. If you can imagine it, you can do it. Let, let's say this. I can see. We've we done this the last time. Let's say it again. I can see. Say it out loud so everybody in the house can hear you. I can see. I, I should have brought another group here tonight with me to help me out. Say it. I can see. Well, now the question becomes, what do you see? You just said, I can see. All right, I agree. What do you see? Because some people said, I can see, but what they see is sickness and disease. There are others who said, I can see, but they see defeat and lack. The question becomes, okay, we're clear that we can see, but the question is, what do you see? Because what you see, that's what you're going to produce. Oh, my goodness. So, so then, your ability to achieve great things is not according to your learning or your education. That, by and large, teaches you, I said this to you before, that education is wonderful and is good and we all need it. But by and large, the people who are teaching you at the major universities, they're teaching you pretty much to operate and to function in a box. Sometimes they're teaching you to work for somebody. Sometimes they're teaching you the principles that you need to work for somebody for the rest of your life. It's amazing, in many cases, you can have a teacher who's teaching you how to be successful, and they're not successful themselves. That's like sitting in a class and a teacher's teaching you how to become a millionaire and they're broke. Well, if the principles are true and they work, how come they're not working for you? So by and large, I'm not against education. Please don't go out of here and say I'm against education. Please don't go to your office or wherever and take your degrees down and, you know, set them off. Don't do that. Hey, man, that's a great accomplishment. But I just want you to know that just an education from a higher learning institution is not enough to be successful. Because some of the most successful people that we know had to quit school to be successful. Because school is good. Epinosis or gnosis is good, but epinosis trumps gnosis any day. And so going to school is wonderful. We all need it, but just going to school does not guarantee success. Can somebody say, hey, man, is this helping anybody? So your abilities are according to your imagination. I'm thinking about several men today who are some of the richest men in the world who didn't even finish school. And some of them said they quit school because while they were in the classroom, they had these, these strong imaginations, these strong dreams and impulses that drove them out of the classroom and to engage in this vision, this, this imagination, these thoughts that were just driving in their mind. 
And when they acted upon those imaginations and they came to fruition, it made them rich. They created things that had never been created. And the thought was planted in their imagination. I know some of you don't know this or believe this, but not many years ago, we didn't even have cell phones. But somebody imagined, talk to me, church. Somebody imagined that it is possible to talk to somebody on the other side of the globe and don't need an extension cord or a telephone cord that is stretched from Kansas City to Zimbabwe. That's a lot of cord, isn't it? But somebody thought of it. Not long ago, people in this country were pulling horse and buggy. But somebody had an imagination that uh, it's possible for a buggy to go down the road without a horse. And he was laughed at and he was ridiculed, but he kept working in the garage on his imagination. The Wright brothers were laughed at because they said if God wanted man to fly, he would have given him wings. But the Wright brothers let their criticism flow off their backs like water on a duck's back. And they kept envisioning, they kept imagining that it is possible some way, somehow, if we keep imagining and keep imagining and don't become discouraged, some way God will show us how to invent something that is in our imagination and make it a reality. And today we're flying all around the world. Somebody ought to say amen to this truth. So your abilities are according to your imagination. Nobody can stop you but you. Now granted, to get a good imagination, sometimes you have to turn off the television set. And you have to get away from negative vibing people. And you have to get along with God and just allow your mind to, to look at things in your mind and picture something that already exists, but picture it in a way that it could be better. Are you all listening to me tonight? I said, are you listening to me? L look at this. L let's go real quick to Genesis chapter 11. I didn't think I was going to go here, but this is a, is a good place. Isn't that amazing? Look at Genesis chapter 11. Look at verse number five. Are you there? Now, this is dealing with the Tower of Babel, but I want you to see what God said about you and about me, about people who allow their imagination to wander off uh, even in the wrong direction. But it still does negate how powerful the imagination is. Look, look, look at this. Now, now we, have to, we have to deal with this correctly. Now, through Adam, you know, Adam, when Adam's in the garden, I mean, he had an imagination. Anything he named the animals, I mean, that was his name. I mean, he had a powerful, powerful imagination. And that imagination that God gave Adam, uh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was to be used for good. But as a result of him sinning, then, then perversion set in. But it didn't change the power of his imagination. Glory to God. And so through, through Adam's sin, he turned 
a positive imagination into a negative imagination. Rather than an imagination that would glorify God, he used the, he let the door in for our imagination to wander off to do things that glorify the flesh. But imagination in and of itself is good and is powerful if you use it for the glory of God. Now, having said that, let's look again at, uh, what did I say, Genesis chapter 11, verse number 5. Let's, let's look at this. But the Lord God came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men have built. Who, who built it? Come on, talk to me. I can't hear you in the living room. Who, who built it? Let's read it again. But the Lord God came down to see. To see what? The city and the tower. So God came down to see the city. And the tower, who built it? Which the sons of men had built. Look at the next verse. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. And they all have, come on, one language. So they don't have division of language. And this is what they began to do. Now, this is God talking. Now, nothing that they propose or imagine to do will be, well, come on, with, will be withheld from them. God said, whatever they imagine to do, God said that they will be able to do it. And so God says, we got to go down and do something about this. But the point I want you to see, I want you to see the power of imagination because God gave you that power. And through the fall, you didn't lose that power. And even if you're sitting in your living room and you broke, that doesn't mean you don't have the power. And even if somebody said you're dumb and you're stupid and you'll never amount to nothing, everything they said is a lie if you'll tap into that power that God placed in all of us. God gave all of us the power of imagination. Can somebody say amen? I done got a little stirred up. So this is a tremendous statement. Notice they didn't have the language barrier. The Bible says that they all were of what? One language. So, so they spoke the same thing. So God is saying they'll be able to do whatever they have imagined in their hearts because they're saying the same thing. They can communicate with one another. That's why the devil hates unity. That's why when we come in, in agreement to do something, there's nothing that can stop us but us. That's why whenever you try to do something with somebody, the devil will get in the mix of it and somebody will get sideways. So that thing will not do what it was intended to do. Because unity, amen, with imagination, it's a powerful thing. So, so look what God said. Look at this in verse 7. God says, come. Now he's talking to the Trinity. He said, let us. What are we going to do? We're going to go down there. And what are we going to do when we get there? We're going to confuse their language. That they may not be able to understand one another's speech. Oh my, it, it, this, this is awesome, isn't it? 
I said, this is awesome, isn't it? So, so God says in verse number seven, this was necessary because man is such a very capable creature that we got to go down. Look, come on, talk to me. God says we got to go down. We got to go down and confuse their language or they'll be able to accomplish whatever they've imagined in their hearts. Here we are today and men have imagined in their hearts. Talk to me, somebody. They, they looked up at the moon. And somebody started imagining, if I can see it, I can go there. And now today, we're sending men and women to the moon, and they're walking around on the moon. Because somebody imagined it. Somebody imagined that we would be able to fly. As a matter of fact, you can get on a plane early this morning, and you can fly to London and have breakfast or, or lunch, and then have, eat, have dinner in New York City. I mean, man, flying. I mean, supersonic speed, five miles above the earth. Who, who would have ever imagined? I remember when I was a little boy, every now and then I'd get an opportunity to go over somebody's house, and sometimes they would have on what they called the program, the Jetsons. Some of you all, yeah, my viewing audience, you remember that? And I, I mean, it was futuristic. Uh, you know, uh, flying around and you know, talking on the phone. I mean, when I was a little boy, I mean, they, they, oh, this little, it's almost like a cartoon, but uh, George, yeah, that's his name, George Jetson. I mean, he would be talking on the phone and looking at the person at the same time. And everybody said, that's no way, ain't no way possible, there's just no way possible that you can talk to somebody and look at them at the same time. And then he'd get in his little, his little rocket car and fly around somewhere and, and land and, and come. We're close to that now. I mean, just think about it. 2022. I mean, they got cars today that will drive themselves. Because somebody used their imagination. Jesus, I wonder what God could do through you. If you would allow God to stimulate your imagination. I wonder what you would invent. I wonder what you would take that's already been invented, but you would have an idea to make it even better. Oh, glory to God. It's, isn't this awesome? I said, isn't this awesome? So after Noah, look at uh, Genesis 11, look at verse 6 again. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they began to do. Now nothing they propose to do will be withheld from them. That means your powers of imagination are limitless. God, that means, child of God, that there's absolutely nothing you cannot do. God. Somebody say, well, I don't have nothing. You don't have nothing because you're not thinking about nothing. You can literally change your life without ever, and I'm not saying don't go to the classroom, but you can change your life and never dawn a college campus and be successful if you'll tap into these biblical truths. If you'll go to God's university. If you'll sit in God's classroom. 
If you'll be faithful to attend every class that God puts on. If you'll pay attention and take notes and meditate on what God said in the classroom. And if you'll meditate on it day and night and night and day, then you will make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. Boy, this is good stuff. So you can expand if you can expand your mind to receive and accept what seems to be impossible. I'm telling you, child of God, you can live what people would say is an impossible life. You can live it if you can conceive it, if you can believe it, if you can conceive it, if you can meditate on it, you can bring it to, to fast, you can bring it to fruition in your life. One of our nuggets said, I, I can do that. I can learn to do that. That means no matter what it is, I can do that. Come on, say that with me. I can do that. Stop saying you can't do it. Stop saying you can't. Stop limiting the ability of God of operating in and through your life. Come on, say it again. I can do that. Come on, I can do that. I can learn that. There's nothing you can't learn without the help of the Holy Spirit. He's your helper. I can do that. I can learn that. If that's the will of God for my life, I can do it. If it's the will of God for me to know that, I can learn it. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen to this truth. Is this blessing anybody at all? Imagination is a deliberate action. Imagination is a deliberate action. Imagination simply means that you are calling something into being. You are calling something into being. In other words, you're calling something that is invisible in your imagination. You're calling it into vis visibility. You're calling it into manifestation. Oh, God. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 23, 7, this will make a lot of sense to you. It says, as a man thinketh in his what? In his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so, so, so is he. So imagination is a deliberate action. You call it into being. The word of God specifically teaches us that a person thinks or what a person imagines, that's what they'll be. The word of God teaches us that whatever a person thinks about or imagines, that's what they will be. Whatever you think or imagine, the word of God says, that's who you are. Well, for whatsoever a man thinketh, so is he. So God is saying, you are the sum total of whatever you're thinking about. And you will become, say that, I will become whatever I think about all the time. I will become whatever I think about the majority of the time. Whatever is occupying my thought life, whatever is occupying my ability to imagine, whatever that dominant thing is, that's what I will evolve into. I'll become what I think. My life will be what I think. 
Hallelujah. My success or failure will be predicated on what I think. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. So imagination is the key to power your success. You become what you think about, I said just a moment ago, all the time. You become what you think about all the time. Now, I got this for an illustration. We're about almost out of time. But I have uh, in this pot, or what do you call it, a vase or pot or vase or, or pot, there's soil in here. And uh, I have some seeds. I have some tomato seeds. I have some onions. And I have some green beans. Now I'm going to come a little closer. Where's the power? Is the power in the soil? Or is the power in the seed? Well, your, your heart is like this soil. And the words that you allow to come out of your mouth, that's the seed. Are you with me? So I'm going to take just for a moment, I want to plant some seeds. Now, this is some tomato seeds. I put some tomato seeds in there. But I want onions. So I'm going to speak to the soil and command it to produce onions. When harvest time comes, what do you think I'm going to harvest? I'm going to harvest tomatoes. Why? Because the soil can only grow whatever seed you put in it. So if you put positive seed in your soil, it will grow you a positive harvest. If you're always confessing negative things and things that are full of doubt and you're always talking about trouble and you're always talking about how hard things are and you're always talking about how sick you are and you're always talking about how people don't like you and you're always talking about, you know, when I pay one bill off, another one comes. You're always talking about how hard it is to live. Those are the seeds that you're planting in the soil. Don't get mad at the soil. The soil has been designed to grow whatever you put in it. So if you're wanting to be successful, then you got to plant seeds in the soil of your heart that are successful. And the only seed that I know that you can plant in your heart that will make you successful is the Word of God. And God said to Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I am with you. And just like Moses was successful, Joshua, you're going to be successful as well. All you have to do is take my word and plant it in your heart and meditate on it night and day and day and night. And you will get a harvest and that harvest will make you successful. That harvest will make you prosperous to the glory of God. And so tonight, if you don't like what's growing in your garden, then I would ask you to go to the nearest 
uh, nursery or a hardware store that sells seeds and, and plant in the soil what you would like to manifest in your life. So I said, I want onions. Now you may want cucumbers. But I just planted some onions. And it won't be long. If I don't become discouraged, if I don't become weary and well-doing, the word of God says in due season, what you've been meditating on, what you've been imagining, though it tarry, it shall surely come to pass. You've been meditating on success. You've been muttering success. You've been talking about success. You've been hanging around people who've been saying the same thing. So y'all have agreement. Glory to God. And God says, nothing will be withheld from you that which you've imagined in your heart. Because if you plant it in the soil, the soil has been designed. The soil has been designed. That's why Proverbs says, above all else, guard your soil. Ooh, God. I didn't preach myself happy. That's why the word of God said, above, listen, above all else, guard your soil. Why? Because whatever you plant in it, it's going to produce a harvest in your life. So don't plant sickness, plant health. Don't plant discouragement, plant victory. Don't plant sadness, plant joy. Glory to God. Because whatever you put in your heart, it's going to produce a harvest in your life. And the word of God said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So whatever you put in the soil, you're going to get a harvest. So now you can see, based upon the word of God, your success, and I'm talking to you now, your success is not predicated on what your mama did or didn't do or your daddy did, or wasn't even around, or what some teacher said over you, your success is not connected to that. Your success is not even connected to the university that you graduated from. Because where God is going to take you is further than the professor who taught you. And as I said, and I'm not against education, but by and large, they teach you to pretty much function in a box. And God wants you to get out of the box. God, want, God wants to do something exceedingly above all you could imagine or think. And it can happen if you plant the right seed in your soil. Put your hands together and give God praise and thank him for the word tonight. So imagination is the key to your success. To Minister Phillips, our music minister, music is the imagination of the soul. Music is the imagination of the soul. There's a fresh sound to all you musicians who are listening to me around the world. There's a new sound that heaven is releasing to the earth. If you'll spend time with God and spend time in the word and spend time meditating on the word, you'll tap into that new sound. There used to be a sound in the 60s. There was a sound in the 70s. There was a sound. Matter of fact, we can put on music right now and many of you can date it. You'll say, oh, that was in the 80s. Or, you know, I can put on somebody and say, oh, that was in the 70s. You know, I can put on something else and say, oh, that was in the 60s. I can put on something else and say, oh, that was in the year 2000. I can put on something else and say, oh, that was in 1986. Why? Because music has a sound. 
And that sound affects that generation to you music ministers. Well, there's a sound that will affect this generation. And if you don't tap into it, you'll be playing a sound, but it'll be a sound of days gone by. But if you tap into what the Spirit of God is saying now, you'll be on the cutting edge and people will come and see you perform. People will come and hear you play that fresh sound that comes from heaven. Ooh, Jesus. Why? Because music is the imagination of your soul. Ooh, is this good? I said, is this good? And so just like God said, hey, man, we got to go down. And we have to confound their language. If we, if we don't do something, whatever they would imagine in their hearts to do, they will be able to bring it to pass. Hallelujah to God. Well, we have the mind of Christ. Our desire is to please him. So we release our mind to go free in the spirit of God that we might imagine something, get a vision of something that has never been done. And then we covenant with God that when we birth it into the earth, we'll honor him with everything, with all, all, of, the, all of the profit, all of, of the residuals, all of, all of the increase that will come as a result of it. We covenant with God. Hallelujah. I mean, somebody listening to me tonight, you can get along with God and get an imagination and God could, amen, plant a seed in your imagination that will bring about a cure for cancer or cure for AIDS or or cure for COVID-19. Your imagination, listen to me, your imagination is so powerful that God said, we got to go down and confound their language. In other words, God said, we got we to do something so they can't communicate. And you know the story, they were scattered all over, the, all over the world, all over the globe. And now today we have all kind of languages all over the world, but there used to be one. Yeah, I, come on now, stay with me. You can't accomplish something with somebody else if you all don't get on the same page. Y'all have to be speaking the same language. And so tonight I charge you to engage your imagination. Read things that will stimulate your imagination. And I can't think of anything better to read than the Word of God. I have a book that I wrote not long ago about the uh, uh, meditation, uh, the biblical principle, the, the biblical way to success. I, I mean, those kind of readings will, will stimulate your mind. Prayer, fasting, and the anointing. Those kinds of readings will stimulate your mind and stimulate your imagination. Glory to God. So instead of you spending six or seven hours in front of the TV set watching people making millions of dollars, spend some time with just you and God and let him give, give you an idea where people will watch you and make you a millionaire. Amen. Hallelujah to God. So I'm not against, you know, watching certain things, but I am against you spending all day and all your life in front of a television set. Amen. Why, why? You're, you're, you're allowing your imagination to just lay dormant. Hallelujah. And so being that the imagination is so powerful, we need a guard. And that guard over your imagination 
is your submitting and your commitment to Jesus Christ. To where your imagination and your desires are only those things that will please him. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.